Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois, the Buffalo Bills with a 30-19 win in La La Land today. The Bills' first three-game win streak in 256 weeks. Praise him. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is with us. We going streaking. And, of course, the Bills backers of Chicago president, Sujit, also here. We still here, baby. We still here. And a special sit-in today. He likes to chime in every once in a while. The patriarch, Jay Hutton, also with us. In your mouth. Bills and Beers. Dirty. Bills and Beers is the best way to find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Just search for Bills and Beers on iTunes and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell your neighbors, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us, gang. Let's not waste any time. We're on a bit of a winning streak right now, so let's get right into it. Well, the Bills did ultimately take care of business today in the Coliseum out in Los Angeles, California, but it was not all pretty. In fact, for a large portion there in the middle of the game from the second through most of the third quarter, we were all pretty much on edge. Uh, so we'll start with some of the negative things that happened today. Cass, we'll start with you. Your Jenny Cremale bummer of today's game. I'm going to have to go with Stefan Gilmore. I, he just, there's something about him that just really, really bothers me. For the fact that, like, he, he always makes that tackle, but after the pass is complete, and I don't understand why he's never up on the line bumping and not letting the person get, like, 10 yards and then so he can, like, run up and make it look like he did a good tackle. It's something about him, but you know what? Keep playing horribly because we're not going to pay you. That's you're, right. You're getting so much more affordable but part of me is like, you know what, just let him go. Let yep. him go. And honestly, these criticisms that you just brought up here have have been recurring since his rookie year in 2012. And more and more, they're getting harder. They're becoming questions that are harder and harder to answer. Jay, anything to add? Um, I would go ahead and say my bummer is, is definitely Tyrod's arm. Um, he's throwing guys balls that just don't work they're turning them around all over the place and his legs are much better than his arm he's got to get it. he's got to just start hitting his targets a lot better more on that in a second Suge coming to you now I know you got the stats in front of you and maybe maybe you have more on that regarding our, our illustrious yeah, quarterback that. okay Jay can't take Tyrod Taylor okay no, no take he it he got a new person yeah, and I then, took his arm just oh his you arm. okay just he just took his arm, arm. okay arm. that's fair enough uh, although my complaints are mostly with his arm uh, alright no, yeah, I've been waiting to talk about Tyrod Please, Taylor there's a lot acting to talk straight about. up crazy. Okay, you can't go through three quarters of a goddamn NFL game and have a hundred yards. No, as an NFL quarterback, I don't care how many yards you have. The fact that Shady was running like he was means you should have receivers wide open. There's no doubt in my mind that they were doing everything that they could do to stop that run. They were not just saying, "Okay, yeah, run the ball." And, or if, if nothing else, they weren't doing it on every single play. And that one play, you got to be able to make those those passes. He was sailing passes. And more than that, he just wasn't seeing people. Uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see once the All-22 comes out to see whether how open people were. And, ah, God, it just – it's it's it, when, the, when the plays were there, when he was on the run, like that comeback route to Gilmore, 
Uh, and he was on the run. He threw it behind him. Good win. Um, good, sorry. Good, good win. Um, I'm going to get yelled at again about that. Fuck y'all. Um, so, uh, you know, it just Tyrod was a mess. Tyrod just did not perform at an NFL level. I mean, there was overthrows. There was underthrows. There was throws behind people. Uh, I mean, yeah, he and did lining have, up behind the guard. I mean, seriously? Uh, it, I mean, I, it's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen in the Buffalo Bills uniform. Yeah. So I have a question. How much of it is Tyrod? Yes, I'm not, not giving him a get-out-of-jail-free card here, but how much was it play calling today? I, th- I think it was pretty abysmal on, on the end of the play calling. I, I thought we, we got a Roman's old playbook. They're like, crap, we didn't fly to L.A. with the right playbook. Oh, we'll just use Greg Roman's. Okay, why not? See, I actually completely agree with you. It's not often that I completely agree with. Not even like, like, oh, I could see your point, like where I just think it's the exact. I was actually thrilled with the play calling today. The execution was horrible. The stop route. No, 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 no. Cassie was saying you completely disagree with her. She's saying the play calling was horrible, and that's why Tyrod was bad. Let's start this segment over, okay? <laughs> right when I start, stock, start talking, I was like, here. See, now I just... See, now I just completely disagree with you. It's not that often that I, like, you know, most of the time I'm like, oh, I can kind of see your point. But no, I actually completely disagree with you. Uh, And I have to say that the reason why I feel that is that it was execution. There was, uh, you know, they were using uh, Goodwin. Jesus. They were using Goodwin just the way they should. That, you know, they're going to respect his speed. They're going to give him a huge cushion, run a short route, and turn around. Now, either Goodwin drops the damn ball or Tyrod completely overthrows it. Uh, so it was. It, there was major, major mistakes. Now, the one place I will agree with you is that we should have been running every damn play. Even when we weren't getting yards, we were getting three yards. You know, and that when, when you're playing a, a possession game, we really need to be able to convert third down, and we can't have third and seven, third and eight. If we run two, three-yard runs, it's third and three. That's manageable. Now, granted, assuming that our goddamn offense can do anything Ugh. i mean five out of six i mean we took that we took that time out before the to avoid the delay of game we drew up the perfect goddamn play and tyrod could have underthrown his receiver and still had a touchdown and he completely fucking overthrew robert yeah, and he it's had just, time to throw too and he had time to throw and you know what but if you watch he got skittish and he did not step into the pass he was throwing off his back foot so Suj, i i understand what you're saying but part of me actually completely disagrees with oh, you. Oh, there we go, yes. Because... Okay! <laughs> because here's the issue. I know there were a lot of penalties that got us into, into issues with our first and second downs, but they're running plays that just were getting us, you know, a few yards on first and second down. Like, why aren't we Why aren't we trying to mix it up a little bit? Why aren't we running the ball more? We know Shady can break it, and we weren't doing that. We were putting the ball in Tyrod's arm, which we all know suck today. So why aren't they running more pitches or anything or getting Gillisley in it or doing something with Goodwin coming around out the back. I, I just think that the play calling was abysmal and was playing into Tyrod Taylor's weaknesses, which doesn't benefit us. All right. I, I'm going to come around because I can't disagree with Cassie for that long. And I will say that the fact that they put it in Tyrod's arm rather than continuing to run the ball, that's the one place we definitely I will agree. say for us, a killer down a distance is second and eight because we don't yeah. seem to know what to do there because it, it, that that's a time when if you have a quarterback who can get you six or seven yards, then you feel good. But today we didn't have that, so we felt bad every time. My Jenny Cremail Bum of the Week, and we're, I'm just going to pile on to this guy because he got it last week in a win for no for, for no consequence. But I swear to God, there's going to be a consequence one of these days, and that's Brandon Tate. 
He brought a lot of kickoffs out of the end zone today and didn't make it to the 25, which is a big pet peeve. But he also, he'll take some punt returns when there is a defender bearing down on him, and it's a heart attack waiting to happen. Now, granted, he knows he can fair catch, right? I know, he, yeah. And I, and I know that chances are that waiting till the last minute and shaking that first guy, at some point it's going to result in maybe a touchdown or a big return. But it's also going to result in a fumble or some kind of miscue. Oh, yeah. Or something crazy. We're all Bills fans. Yeah, yeah. we know that. Yeah, well, we're Bills fans. And like I said, first three three-game win streak in 256 weeks for this football team. So everything's looking up. Everything's bright and sunny in Western New York and all throughout. Although, uh, at last glance, the Western New York Flash were down to the Washington Spirit in overtime in the NWSL Championship suffice to say. Now, moving on to before we get to our Labatt Blues of NBC. Tyrod Taylor Labatt Blue threw the ball NBC. 23 times yeah. and had 124 yeah, he was fucking bad yards. He was bad. I mean, what the nobody's fuck? Nobody's disagreeing with you, Suge. But two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. So that, and that's what the fucking assholes yeah. on Two Bills Drive are going to say. Oh, the offense the was good last year. Uh, you should just be happy with a 97% rating. So this he had a 97 point. I will fucking stab you. We talked about this after the Jets game. We scored 30 points today. Tyrod had two touchdowns. So if you pull way back out and it's April of 2017 and everybody's bickering about what happened during the 2016 season, you're going to look at those kind of stats and say, well, look, the offense was good. But if you're talking to me right now, having just watched that game a half hour ago, I'll tell you, no, the offense was bad. And I would have told you the same thing last year, too. However, moving on, hashtag BNBSM, Bills and Beers social media, best way to find us. And use that hashtag if you want to be our social media listener of the week. Last week, we gave it to our boy David Ryan, who's still very active on the hashtag BNBSM. And I want to way say, to go, David. this week's are going to two Twitter users. We have a lot of Facebook fans and a lot of people on Facebook listening to this podcast. If you try to get in touch with us to be nominated, or excuse me, to nominate yourself for Social Media Fan of the Week, you failed to use hashtag BNBSM. We got it on Twitter, didn't get it on Facebook. Hashtag, hashtags, hashtags do activate on Facebook, so don't, don't shy away from using them. Hey, and all you goddamn Facebook users interacting, listen to the damn podcast. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well... I don't know who you're talking to if they're not I don't listening. know. <laughs> just, well, maybe they'll tell their friend. Okay. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody you know. Runner-up this week was actually the first person to use the hashtags. We used it last Sunday evening, so we listened right away. It goes to JJ Lebo, at El Hota, Hota 13. Now, JJ, from what I can tell, <clears throat> what's great about social media is you leave yourself open to some prime stalking. And I know a lot <laughs> about JJ's life. Uh, Are you a female? I mean, I thought only females talked on uh, social oh, media. Oh, I know about his female. Him and his wife just recently uh, were married just outside Rochester. From hey, what I, nice. From what I can tell, though, his wife's here in Chicago, or at least so says her Facebook page. So, JJ, clarify that for us. And if she is here in Chicago and you're not, send her down front. we got a beer waiting for her. Um, yeah, if, if you're here in Chicago and you become either the runner-up or the primary... Well, in this case, the spouse of the runner-up. Well, whatever, whatever. You get transferable. All, all prizes transferable. 
Well, uh, you get a free beer. Well, JJ uh, did confess last week that uh, he was tweeting at us at about 9 o'clock on Sunday night when he should have been studying, and all accounts indicate that he's a med student. So, Suj, maybe you got something to share with him as well. Yeah, uh, JJ, I'm not sure where you're a med student, but I got your back, buddy. Uh, I've been doing this game for a long, long time. I've gotten just about every degree you can have in medicine. So, uh, come find me, baby. I got you. I got all your old books, okay? I also got that letter of recommendation, baby. You know, yeah. You know, I got you. But this week's uh, hashtag BNBSM listener of the week goes to a dear old friend, a friend who's been with us for many years now. And not only has he been with us and tweeting at us and talking to us about episodes and trying to hook us up with other podcasts, and we will do some crossovers here. And actually had an extensive conversation uh, via Twitter earlier today with another um, podcaster, The Rock Pile Report, who I've given props to on this podcast. Rock Pile Report, legit. Yeah, they're they, legit. They're legit. They do good work. Uh, but this guy has been all about bills and beers for a long time. I'm talking, of course, about at Brandon Meister. I mean, how's your last name going to be Meister? I mean, it's That's Meister. awesome. He's the Brandon at Meister. Brand Me- he, we've mentioned him before on this podcast. Now, Jam and Jeff Day, I know you're listening. Brandon's looking for you because he just moved to... Austin, Texas. He's trying to hook up with the Bills backers down there. So if you are an Austin Bills backer or if you're jamming Jeff Day listening to this podcast, hit up at Brandon Meister. Tell him where to find the Bills on Sundays. But one quick plug for Brandon, who's given us a lot of plugs. Apparently Brandon is a bit of an inventor. And he invented a device which allows people in wheelchairs to stand and, and be standing and do activities standing in life. The motherfucker's a humanitarian. He is a, okay? he is a good guy. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but if you're going to do something like that and devote your life to bettering the lives of others who maybe have gotten a sh- the shorthand or have got a difficult lot in life, you deserve props. You deserve a plug. So head on over to his website. If you're in a wheelchair or if somebody you know is in a wheelchair, easynorms.com. That's E-Z-N-O-R-M-Z. Com. Brandon, love you. Can't wait to hear from you again this week. Jeff Day, you owe him a beer. Yeah, and we're not going to hear from Jeff Day this week, but we are now transitioning to the Labatt Blue MVP of the week, and it was a win. So let's talk about this Buffalo Bills team, baby, on a three-game win streak. We all the kind of hot right now. Suge, let's start with you. I've been chomping at the bit. I've been waiting. I I interrupted the damn wild card to give this guy a shout-out last week, and I finally get him. He is my Labatt Blue player of the goddamn season. I'm going to say it that far. far. I'm saying it that far. My Lorax, my Lorenzo Alexander. Boy, you came out of nowhere. Six sacks. We didn't expect anything from you. We said play some special teams. We said just be that guy. And then Shaq Lawson goes down, and everyone's down. Oh, boy. And did we expect Shaq Lawson to have a sack in every single game up until now? Probably not. We would have been thrilled. But Lorax did. And Lorax also was playing some six special teams at the same time. We probably wouldn't even let Shaq Lawson play special teams because we'd be too worried no. about him getting injured. Nobody cares about Lorax because Lorax is a bad man. He is everywhere. Lorendo, Lorenzo Alexander, you are the, for me, the number one thing that has been a pleasant surprise for the Buffalo Bills this year. So let me drop a couple extra pieces of knowledge on that. So Lorenzo Alexander has been in the league for a long time. And I listened to another podcast by a former Buffalo Bill who now lives in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Ross Tucker. He was an offensive lineman for the Bills. I think, I think he was on the 2004 team, actually. And he says, even though he's from, he's either from Scranton or Lancaster, PA, even though he's from that area of the, the country, lives there now in Harrisburg with his wife, so he would have inclination toward the Philadelphia Eagles that there's always a special place in his heart. And, and at the end of the day, his rooting interest... Lancaster's Bills country. Okay. Lancaster, Pittsburgh Pennsylvania. Not, no, I know, I okay. know. 
I know, but that's that is a little bit of like you know. That's like, a stretch. That, but anyways. No, 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 no. Just in terms of the economy there, in terms of the like point hard-working being, people. Point being. Philly's a bunch of bitches. Former players love the Buffalo Sorry, Bills. Sorry, Jackie. Love, <laughs> love, love the fans. Love the community. Ross Tucker's wonderful. Ross Tucker played with Lorenzo Alexander in Washington when Lorenzo Alexander was an offensive lineman. Mm, okay, okay. Did you hear what I just said? Oh, he was an offensive lineman. And so he had. So he's lost a little weight. No, the point is he's a great athlete and he's a great football player, and he had Lorax on his Sirius XM show last week, played the, played the interview. I highly encourage you to go look it up and listen to it. It's awesome. And on a side note, also about Lorenzo Alexander, everybody was saying about him in the offseason when we picked him up, was like, well, he's been in the league for 11 years, and he's never he's, he's going to be suddenly be a nine-sack guy. That, it's looking that way. Yeah. Well, evidently, well, yes. More than more than nine. Which no, no, nobody nobody stood up and said yes, absolutely. <laughs> At this late stage in his career, what's what do you mean? There's no chance that he could be a nine sack guy. Well, apparently there is. You know, he said it. He said it. He said in the one interview that I've heard from him, he said, "I'm finally healthy. I'm finally healthy. This is the first season I can say honestly that I understand what it takes to be an NFL player, and I'm totally healthy. I'm not hurting anywhere. And hey." He made it work. So, Suji, when he, like, gets injured next week, I'm going to murder you. Well, when, if no, he gets, y'all said that about me last but week, But if he too. gets injured next week, the week after that, Shaq's back. Okay. So we, Shaq's back. And, and I don't, honestly, I don't know what to do with Shaq because you're not going to take Lorenzo Alexander out of the game. You're certainly not playing. You're not going to take Jerry Hughes out of the game. Not taking Zach Brown out of the game. Preston Brown? Well, a nice little rotation on D-line. Cass coming to you now. Labatt Blue, MVP of today's game. So uh, I'm gonna throw this to uh, a guy that's coming back to the to USC, playing in playing in the stadium where he played in college. He had two picks today, Nikel Roby Coleman. Yes. And uh, you know what? Overall, he's kind of an you know unheard of player out there. He doesn't play a ton of snaps. He's not always out there, but he really made a presence today. He took one to the house. Oh yeah, pick six, man, and we needed it. It was right when we needed it. And granted, that was a very poor throw. It was underthrown, and but he jumped it, took that to the house, and uh, I- I'm sure he liked it because being back in in, uh, in in Trojan Stadium or uh, the Coliseum. But uh, just a little side note, he's from Frostproof, Florida. Oh. A small town in Florida. I've actually been through there. So, uh, well, good for yeah, you, Cass. Nice, nice. I should stop by and say hello next time. It's all about you, Cass. Yeah, it is. The one thing I want to say about him is that when he he when he dropped that pass, that well, first of all, when he dropped the interception, where it definitely was, should have been holding on Jerry. Or uh, well, whoever was blocking Jerry Hughes should have had a holding call. But he dropped it. He was so mad, and they just showed him being so mad and so upset. And I was kind of like, dude, get your head back in the game. And you know, did. like stop looking. But you know what he did? Two plays later, this guy gets that pick. And I mean, how could you not root for someone like that? You know, I, I said last year in my power rankings of Buffalo Bills, Nikel Roby Coleman is in my top five. And I'm calling him not Kel, no matter what. Well, yeah, everybody outside Buffalo calls him Nickel, so who knows? Uh, I think the obvious one here for the Bat Blue MVP of the game got to go Shady. Yeah. Uh, he it was a one man track meet for most of the first half. Shady going to Shady. He is so good. And he's so good. He's so good. And we like, need to give him the ball more. And like when Bills fans, okay, you made your fucking point, Cass. When they when they gripe about the trade and and paying him money, like, are you not watching the games on Sunday? Because there is one guy and one guy only in the NFL right now who can do what he does so consistent consistently on a week in week out basis. 
He makes something out of nothing all the time. He was sharp today. And I don't know if he's lost maybe a little second gear, which is why he didn't take a couple of those runs to the house. I don't care because there's nothing sweeter than when you see Jerome Felton with a full head of steam running unabetted three yards past the line of scrimmage because you know that's going to be 30, 40, 50 yards for Shady McCoy. And we saw it a couple times today. I mean, we just got to say, and Sujit, you might have been saying this, I mean, 18 carries, 150 yards. I mean, that's an 8.3, something like that, average. That yeah. is remarkable. And, he, uh, and it should have been more than that. Like, yeah. To, oh, to yeah. Cassie's point, we should have been running him and more. He, well, he ripped the one long one, but that wasn't his only long run of no. the day. I mean, he I had mean a, that's like eight yards a carry, and we stopped giving him the and ball. And he had negative carries several times. Yeah, I mean, 18 carries. He should have had way more than 18 carries the way that – the fact that Tyrod had 100 and whatever yards, 120 yards, he should have way more than 18 carries. Offense was bad Especially today. when you're averaging eight yards a carry. And the other thing is that, I mean, a special mention to our offensive line. Because yeah. those runs where he had 50, 60 yards are, are, clean, are were offensive living. lines. You know, they were, they were huge, huge. Now, granted, he also made five, six yards or even eight yards on some plays where it was just like, Jesus, how did you make that guy miss? Or how yeah. did you make all three of those guys miss? Uh, so, I mean, all all credit to Shady. But, uh, yeah, special mention to that offensive line. Well, uh, we're running long as is. Jay, we'll get you. Because we won, baby. We'll, we'll get you in as we keep moving here. We're going to we're gonna hear now from our uh, friends to the north, Buffalo Bill Belcher and Bruce City, USA. Get him on the line for little Bills, 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 and keep this love train a-rolling. Yeah, yeah. Who plays all my bills? Who exemplifies the bills? If you want to know, then just chill. It's time for bills, bills, bills. That's right, listeners. It's time for bills, bills, bills. Uh, it's the part of the episode where we touch base with Buffalo Bill Belcher up in Bruce City, USA, and he tells us who his bills, bills are. That's right. It's Buffalo Bills, bills, bills. It's the bills who exemplify what it means to be a Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. You ain't got to know because we got that jingle down, baby. <laughs> Buffalo Bill, who was your Bills? We got that jingle. Bills, Bills. We got that jingle like it's Chris Kringle. Of Dang the week. December 24th, but I got the tingle. <laughs> I don't have to tingle, but I'll tell you what, I am grilling some victory barbecue chickens right now that I'm looking forward to eating this week uh, on top of some salads because I'm uh, on a healthy diet right now. You're going to pack that in some Tupperware, aren't you? Yeah. That's my girl. You gotta put on some pounds I'll tell there, you Bill. What, guys. I'll tell you what, guys. Here's the here's the, the fortune of the of the segment continuing is that I get to think about it throughout the game, and my brain just goes left and right all day long. Well, this this game was kind of like, up and down, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, up and down, all over the place. As is the state of our franchise. That's right. As is. As is my Bills, Bills, Bill, which nice. is Tyrod Taylor. Love it. Okay, okay. And here's, and here's the thing, guys. It's because our, I mean, dude, our defense is legit, and we're gonna we're gonna be in games because of our defense. That's right. But the question becomes: Are we going to win games? And it all it all comes down to whether or not our boy Tyrod Taylor can make enough plays to win the game. And or is he going to make plays, not enough plays, or, or plays to lose the game? And he had some. I mean, he just didn't have a good game. He once again showed that he is not dependable. But but he made enough plays 
to overcome the deficit that uh, you know we certain had at had at times, and you know we were able to we were able to pull, pull out a victory. So I just think that every game we're go- it's going to be a one of those like we could win this game, we could lose this game, and it's because we don't have a quarterback that's the top 15 quarterback. But it sounds like you were all in on this defense, who, by the way, now is holding teams through five games in the teens in terms of scoring, which will, which will, if they can sustain that, put them at least in the top 10 throughout the year. But- yeah, now with that said, though, guys, I mean, that we were playing statistically the worst off- offense in the NFL. Yeah, and Case Keenum had a great day. He had a great day. Uh, what do you think? Did he play a better game than Tyrod Taylor? Absolutely. Oh, without a doubt. We said in the fourth quarter that if Tyrod Taylor was playing the way that Case Keenum was, we'd be ecstatic. Now, I, I actually kind of disagree, yeah. d- disagree with you guys because Tyrod Taylor— Shocking. No, I know, I know. You have to always be disagreeing. with the local contrarian here. Yeah, right? No, because Case Keenum actually like threw the pick six that basically That's changed true. the tide of the game. And Tyrod Taylor did nothing to actually lose us the game. Right, like okay, when when he was in the red zone and threw that ball like off of his back foot to Goodwin, and I'm like screaming no because I think that the ball was going to be picked. picked off. But he, that's dude, all. Man, he's just got to make fucking Tyrod's just got to make some plays, dude. Just make some. But with plays. with with plays come Gosh. picks, and with picks come pick sixes, and and quite frankly, Cass, I know that that was the difference between him and Case Keenum today. But I'd I'd rather a player, I'd rather quarterback make plays and throw some picks every once in a while than. Well, because you're putting it, five you're, yeah, five and you're putting it with our defense. You know, that's like we're getting down the field. We're keeping the defense right. off the field. Like we're actually making. But now, I, you know, Bill, as you were talking, it was kind of all coming back into my head when I was bitching about Tyrod Taylor is the fact that yeah, you know what, he didn't make the critical mistakes. He didn't throw a pick six. He didn't throw an interception. I just, I, I just, he almost you know, did at the I, goal line when that one got tipped though. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he almost did on that on the on the Goodwin touchdown. You yeah. know. Throwing off your back foot with a guy in your face, and you just kind of loft it, and and there's a man closing on the ball. Like, God, nine times out of ten. So, but you know what? He's smart enough most of the time that he doesn't throw, but he might not make the pass. And and but he and, doesn't throw the. Pick. And in fairness to him, his first touchdown to Justin Hunter was, and not to be like too over the top ridiculous, was Aaron Rodgers esque in the sense that he mini scrambled around, bought himself some time, found an open space. And I mean, Bill. Yeah. Bill, you watch the Packers every week. How often have you seen Aaron Rodgers make that play where he just extends the play well, by moving in a small yeah. little radius and then finds a guy in the end zone? But so, and here's I I agree with you. It, it was it was very it was Rodgers that. And um, however, the play before that, I've got uh, Carrie's sister who's watching the game here, and uh, she's not not quite as big of a football fan as. Uh, um, as Carrie and uh, some of the other Packers fans I know, but she's still like, you know, a good fan and everything, understands football. And he called the play before that. There was, he was like, why did he throw it to those two open guys? They were open. Two guys open in the end zone. The ones, remember where they collided in the end zone, like yeah. in the middle? And the only replay they showed was them colliding. But right before that, both of them were open. And I, I said that too, that Woods was wide open before he threw, he threw them the ball. During uh, Tacos Calientes, as well as Bills, 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 um, we do not uh, we do not um, get asked the question as to what beer we are drinking. Oh, which um, I feel like needs to be incorporated. You're absolutely okay. right. Uh, you're right, baby. Are, you're right. You're right. Hold on, let's give him a little clink, clink, clink. We are a multi. 
We're multi regional. We're a multi regional podcast, multinational right. podcast. And um, so today, guys, I'm drinking a beer from um, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, from Fulton Brewery. Fulton mm. Brewery Ooh, nice. has some great, like Sweet, Ch- Sweet Child of Mine, it's a great IPA. Uh, this one is an American blonde ale called Lonely Blonde. Oh, not a lot and of that. Not a lot of those in the world. It's, it sort of reminds me of uh, Stefan Gilmore and oh, his Okay, because he blonde, died his shit. Yeah, that's right. There you go. His blonde dreadlocks and how he's he's lonely, not in a Rebus Island lonely, but in a lonely, he's not going to have any Bills fans cheering for him anymore if he keeps playing like he's playing. Yeah, no doubt on that. Well, Billy, great to hear from you. Send our best to carry the uh, Packer playing tonight, correct? Uh, yes, sir. We got the Giants tonight. Oh, that's an easy win for you guys. We'll be in touch soon. Go Bills. Go Bills. Love you guys. Love you too, buddy. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's time for the wild card portion of today's episode. It's, it's the wild card! And this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer. We got a nice little recap of what Buffalo Bill Belcher was having up there in Brew City, USA. And here at the bar, we've been drinking Labatt for most of the day, but following a win, we like to go deep, deep, deep into the extensive beer menu here at Lincoln Station in Chicago, Illinois. I am drinking the Three Floyds Brewdew. It's a wet hopped IPA, apricot in color. Brewdew's nose has dominant orange, pine sap, and floral notes, and it's balanced by a glazed nut and toffee malt body. I will say it is a very delightful beer. I like Three Floyds, Munster, Indiana, not too far away. And I have to believe, given its name, the Brewdew, B-R-O-D-O-O, beer, is probably in some way, shape, or form a seasonal beer. And since I am a big, big, big proponent of Halloween, listen to Halloween Party Radio on Pandora once a day throughout the entire month of October, I am enjoying just about every monster mash. single aspect of this beer. Now, you joke, Sujit. I heard the Monster <laughs> Mash four times I know, on I know Friday. You did. I know you it did. was a graveyard smash. <laughs> Baby, I'm drinking uh, the. You know my name is Deep Fried Darkness, right? Y'all know that's my nickname, right? I you mean, in, in the sense that you call yourself that, yes. No, my brother gave me that nickname. Thank you very much. Uh, so I'm going with... Who's blowing up? That is my daughter trying to FaceTime me right now, okay? <laughs> Probably not uh, the best idea. So uh, I'm going with the Dark Horse. This motherfucker. That is not what they call you. Dark Horse smells like a citrus. Sorry, let's start that again. My beer is called Dark Horse Smells Like a Citra Safety Meeting IPA. That is the longest name that you've ever had for a beer. Uh, But I think it's from Dark Horse Brewery. Uh, I think it's called Smells Like a Citra Safety Meeting, which makes no damn sense to me. Where is Dark Horse? They're from Marshall, Michigan. Hmm. I don't know why it says Marshall IMI, but I'm assuming that's Marshall, Michigan. Uh, but I've heard of Dark Horse Brewery is definitely a Midwest brewery. I think they must yeah. be from Marshall, Michigan. Um, it's at 8.5%. They said they were giving me 12 ounces, and they gave me one of those goblets. Ain't no 12 ounces in that well, goblet. No, this is a 16 ounces. Everybody knows that y'all put no. them 10.5 ounces in that nonsense. Okay, I want my two ounces. I want my two ounces. And uh, I am drinking uh, today, you know, 
this past week was was a glorious week, you know, being a sports fan. And then this actually this past weekend. And I'm, you and Jay have been doing some uh, Cubs game some watching. Some Cubs game. So uh, I was at Friday and at Saturday. So no joke, I am three for three in sports this four week. Four for four, lest we forget, earlier today, while we went press record, the Western New York Flash, the women's professional soccer team representing Rochester and Buffalo, New York, won in overtime after, excuse me, in and penalty kicks, kicks yeah. after scoring the equalizer in extra time of overtime. So it's just a grand day. I mean, so I actually, people ask me at work, say, I could have kept going for like six minutes, okay? <laughs> People ask me at work, we're like, God, you're in a goddamn good mood. And I was like, yeah, because I drank this Pollyanna beer last week on Sunday after the you Bills win. with it? So I stuck with it. I went for the other one, the Fruhoff, uh, well, and a very nice October-style beer. The Fräulein Fruhoff. What was the, the other one you were drinking before was a, uh, what was the kind of beer you said, and I don't know what that is, it, what was it? It was uh, an ocular, a, a double IPA, double, or no, maybe no, no. that's another. No, 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 oh, no, 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 Something no, else, all right. No, you, were, you said something, and you said it's a something or other kind of beer, and you said I've never heard of that, and I had never heard of it either until um, like four days after that. It may have been discontinued. I think they switch up their menu a yeah. lot, so it's not on here, but anyhow. Uh, it's the wild card portion of today's episode. Uh, yeah, beer to guard. Yes, beer to guard. And I saw another beer to guard like four days after that. The only two times in my entire life. Tonight, here in the good old U.S. of A., and I understand there's a possibility if you're listening to this podcast, you are beyond our borders. My condolences. We are going through a wacky... And my congratulations. We are going through a wacky election right now. Uh, we're not entirely proud of it. But tonight we have our second debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. So the question to you guys, since these debates are way less about the actual governing process and more so just a media event in which advertisements are sold and it's basically for the entertainment and consumption of the American public. With that in mind, who would you choose to represent these United States from the Buffalo Bills in a debate. Keeping in mind that it's a media event, it's for entertainment, and that it has no bearing whatsoever on governance in or out of this country. Suj, One question, first. does it have to be a current Buffalo Bill? Preferably. Because Booby Dixon would just, I mean, Booby D, Booby Dude, D, we, you, you, you on the goddamn microphone. He would literally be eating wings during Ruby, the fucking debate. We okay, need, we need that motherfucker would have a whole spread of food, and there would be a table behind him for more food. He would invite his competitors, like, "Hey, man, I know we're gonna talk about some stuff. But why don't y'all have something to eat first, though?" It would be no, amazing. No, okay, okay, you're done. That's so it. I think that what, you, you said that you we just took Booby D. Okay. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna go right on top of him, and I think the other entertaining person would be. Leotis McKelvin, because <laughs> he doesn't play for us anymore. It would be it doesn't play for us, but it would be indecipherable. <laughs> and anybody that has closed caption on would just have a hell of a time. Or or the sign language, if there's like that sign language person, like they'd be sitting there being like, what, what? like the, the just the hands up in the Two air, bombs like in the air. yeah, Two like bombs in the air. what what are you saying? Like, are you speaking English? Like, what's going on here? Very entertaining. Jay, did you have something to add? Yeah, I got one. I think we all want to see Rob Ryan debate <laughs> Bill Belichick. 
on a stage in front of a podium, and uh, the loser has to shave their head. Wow. So um, the outcome of that is incredible. However, I do want to say that reminds me. Thank you, Jay. Rob Ryan, we were told two weeks ago when we were told that Dennis Thurman had taken over play calling duties that Rob Ryan had been doing his special project, which is kind of funny. It almost seems a little patronizing towards him. Rob Ryan has been studying deeply our opponent's red zone tendencies. And so far this year, through five games, not a single opponent has converted a third down inside the red zone. Now they have scored touchdowns inside the red zone on a couple occasions, but they've never, ever converted a third down inside the red zone. I mean, that's great, but let's expand this, the book. Let's study a little bit more. Let's stop the first down. Yeah, okay, oh, down. okay, sure. You know, come on. One foot in front you, of the you other. You have to walk before you run. Okay? Thank you very if, much. If that's your special project, make it real special. So I think I would actually put Tyrod Taylor up there in front of the microphone. If for no other reason, Tyrod Taylor, and I think that our, our politicians in general could learn a lesson from him, says a lot by saying less. And I think that when he speaks, you listen, because when he speaks, he actually has something to say, and he would be a good person for the national zeitgeist to rally around. Do you know what I'd be doing? I'd be like... <laughs> Hell no, baby. You know who's my guy now? And I didn't know no, that he would be Booby my Dixon. guy. You no, you no, no, we're coming back. <laughs> Richie Incognito. No, he's very, very pro-Trump. And we don't take a side on this podcast, but he's I know, an but he would Trump kick supporter. Trump's ass. He would. He would kick Trump's ass. Did you hear his interview with... Um, yeah. It was a good on, interview. On uh, Monday Morning Quarterback. Yeah. Anyone that with hasn't listened to the Monday Morning Quarterback with Richie Incognito, it's great insight into like you know everything that happened with him and Jonathan, Jonathan Martin. Martin. Uh, and, and, and all that. But more than that, it's also great insight into what the Buffalo Bills are all about and what their thought process is and where their minds are at. Uh, it also talks a lot about, you know, the interaction between the offense and the defense and, and, and you're just in terms of, like, human being interactions. And also, that is an incredibly well-spoken individual. And, For, and he doesn't hold anything back. He doesn't hold anything back, but... When he's talking, he sounds coherent. He sounds intelligent. Well, he, he said sounds, he wants to do broadcasting. He yeah. said that a couple times. Now. Yeah, exactly. He said, I want, I want your job, Albert Breer. So, uh, you know, I'm all, I'm all in. I'm all in on, on Richie on, Incognito. On Incognito. So next week, coming to the Ralph for the first time since 2008, will be the San Francisco 49ers. I was at that game. It was a miserable game. I think the final score was 9-6. to six. It was cold. Wait, you took my final score. <laughs> No, of the of last time the Niners, yeah, 96. It was cold. It was rainy. We benched Trent Edwards halfway through the game and put J.P. Lossman in, and it wasn't much better. It was actually great watching that game because when Trent was in the game, the Niners just crowded the line of scrimmage, and he couldn't do anything because he didn't know how to throw the ball past six or seven yards. And then as soon as J.P. came in the game, they all moved like 14 yards from the line of scrimmage because he didn't know how to not throw the ball deep. And it was like we, we, we had – these two quarterbacks, anyways, let's digress. We're playing the Niners this week. They are in a tailspin. They look terrible. They just lost their first, their first, their best and only defender, Navarro Bowman, to an Achilles injury this past week. They don't yet know who their starting quarterback is going to be. And we're coming back to the Ralph for the first time in three weeks. And, yes, I still call it the Ralph. I think that place is going to be on fire. I think the Bills are going to handle business and take care of this one easily, save for any flukes. I'm saying Buffalo 33 San Francisco six. 
Y'all ain't gonna fuck with my streak, though. I'm calling San Francisco 27-17 like I have for three weeks in a row. Now, let me explain why. Isn't it just like the Bills? Isn't it just like the Bills to come off all the three games, okay, the two games you're definitely supposed to lose, and then this last game where everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's the Rams, but then you look and you're like, oh, they're 3-1, and one, and they beat Arizona, and you guys think you're hot shit because you beat Arizona. So they beat them. Oh, and they also beat Seattle. So maybe the Rams are no joke. It turns out Rams weren't a joke. You know, they, they, and they, they were without their three well. best defensive linemen. And they were, right. Well, and, best, but, but whatever. Three, doesn't yeah. matter. We don't count. We didn't have Sammy Watkins. We don't count injuries in this league. Right? But now it's like, okay, oh, now we can let our foot off the gas. I just hope. We're not a disciplined team. I just hope that Rex is a bit... Enabled, is able to convince them, if nothing else, of do not take your foot off the gas until the end of the season. Or just stay in your lane. Because it could be Colin Kaepernick. Don't let him squirt to the outside and run 90 yards for a touchdown. It, we could be seeing... Yeah, I'm hoping that Cardell is, is our, our spy quarterback, you know, like when we're practicing or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just... it's doesn't matter what it is. It's going to be 27-17, San Francisco. Bill's disappointing me. But prove me wrong, baby. So, uh, Lars, you said that we have to do our business there and uh, take care of business. Take care of business right? Do your business do is business. something that Betty does when I take her out in the morning. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I say to Chetty. I'm like, come on, Chetty, do your business. And when she does her business, that means she shits the bed or just goes <laughs> poop outside. So uh, I feel like the Bills are probably going to do something similar. I'm on board with Suji in the fact that it's a streak. I've predicted them to lose. And you know what? I told you it's going to be another bad one. 12-6 San Francisco wins. Yikes, that's ugly. Just like the one that I watched. Jay, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I like to say I think it's going to be it's going to be 15-3 to Buffalo. Uh, that's I, actually probably the most accurate score. I, I see far. a safety in the future on one side or the other. Um, just all this crazy West Coast defense action is going to happen, and we'll see what goes down. Bills and Beers is the best way to find us on Facebook and on Twitter. If you're on Facebook and communicate with us and you want to be our listener of the week, use the hashtag BNBSM. Hashtags do activate on Facebook. We will find you. But if you're on Twitter and you're listening and you're one of our beloved fans who communicates quite frequently with us there, continue using that hashtag and maybe you will be the social media listener of next week. Bookie.ag, baby. What happened to you? Find us on iTunes. Why you got to leave us, baby? Subscribe now if you haven't already. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell your neighbors. Tell everybody you know in Bill's Nation how you found us. On I didn't bet shit on that website. Oh, Sujit, the president of the Bill's Backers, on behalf of the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton. You ain't going to abandon me again. And her and her handsome, han- her devilishly handsome hubby, Jay. That motherfucker fine. And on behalf of Buffalo Bill Belcher and the long lost but not forgotten Jam and Jeff Day, who we'll have back on next week for Tacos Calientes when he's not in ACL. I'm Lars. Go Bills. The Bills make me wanna shout.